So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 208. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We, I literally. Did you say 207? I did. Man, I gave you so much crap for this last week. I literally told it to you. It's episode 207. Two seconds before I pushed record. I know. Why did I think the word eight? Because we're about to record episode two eight after this. No, we're not. No, we're not. <sighs> Should we start over? Should we keep no, all this? No, keep going. All right. Welcome to episode two hundred seven of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. Sorry about that. This is Adam. That was Jill. Hi, Jill. Hi. Man, struggle. You know what? I know what happened. We were talking about video games before this, and I wasn't focusing at all on anything we were talking about just now. So that's why I'm going to blame that for my confusion here. What's the episode? What do you, what'd you do on the episode? I'm getting some good stares right now. So I sat down with um, our coworkers, Kristen, Emma, and Rachel, and we talked about thrillers and suspense. It's funny. When we were talking about um, doing this episode again, I was like, man, I feel like we just did this recently. No, it was July. Yeah, July. I had to go back and look, which was way farther back than I anticipated. So, yeah, so we talked more about um, – Suspense and thrills. I think a lot of them, just as um, not a warning, but a disclaimer. Um, I think a lot of them are actually pre-pub, so they're not out yet. But that means you can put yourself on hold for them now. Yeah. Uh huh. And then when they come out, hopefully yeah. you'll be higher up in the line. That's a little, and you won't have to like you know put yourself at the bottom of like two hundred people. So it's a little Jill and Adam tip right that there. That is a little Jill That's, and Adam tip. That is that remains my favorite thing that we like. I stole this from you is when we're preparing our monthly ones. As I'm finding the books I want to talk about, I just go right to our local library, and if they don't have it, I recommend it. And if they do, I place myself on hold, and I'm usually one of the first ones. Oh, that happened to me this week in the March books that we just did last week. I talked about um, the hunger, which was the book about the Donner Party, and I had put myself on the hold list for that months ago. Yeah, and. I woke up Tuesday morning, which is release day, and I woke up and I had an email from Kaiser County that my book was in. So, mm-hmm. see, it works. Monday, um, so Sunday night was the Oscars. Sunday night was the Oscars, right? Yes. Um, and I don't watch the Oscars because we haven't been watching a ton of Oscar movies lately. But instead of watching the Oscars, ironically, we watched The Shape of Water. Okay. So I watched The Shape of Water as Shape of Water was winning the Oscar mm-hmm. for Best mm-hmm. Picture. And then I woke up. Monday morning and the Shape of Water novel had become available for me because I was the one who recommended it for yep. the library. So I was like, ooh, yes, I will See, read this. It works. It does works. work. Um, if people want to get a hold of us, if they have any feedback on this episode, if they want maybe some recommendations they can actually borrow right now, how can they do that? How can they find us? You did it again. I know. <laughs> they can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ProBookNerds. And they can email us directly at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. One of these times, I'm just going to like not answer (laughs) and just make you complete the sentence. That's fair. That will be totally (laughs) fair. Um, Anything else you think people should know about this episode or anything like that? 
I don't think so. Okay. Oh, I want to tell everyone thanks for all the feedback from the Tomi Adiemi episode. Got a lot of great feedback on social media. Um, a lot of people tagging us in their Instagram stories. It's always really fun to see that people being like, hey, if you like a type of book, go check it out. Um, I'm going to give more credit to Tomi than us on that one because she's very infectious <laughs> and wonderful. Um, also, at the time of recording this, she's on Good Morning America this morning. She's a boss. So. Amazing. Yeah. Anything else you think people should know about? No, I think that is everything. All right, cool. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Jill and friends on the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast, presented by Overdrive. This is Jill, and um, with me today I have Rachel, Kristen, and Emma. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hey, everyone. And we are back with some more um, thrillers and suspense and all those fun books we all love reading. So do we want to get the big one out of the way that we're all very excited about? Except for Kristen. Except for me. You not read it yet? <laughs> yeah. Let's dive into that. And then... Okay. So uh, it comes out next month, I believe, right? Yes. I think so. March. Okay, it's March. And it is Sometimes I Lie by Alice Feeney. And um, I don't even know where to start with this one. It's crazy. Yeah. That's all I can say. We were just saying that it's tough to talk about this one without giving any spoilers. But it's it's an interesting psychological thriller. I loved it. That has just so many twists it, a lot of psychological thrillers and things like that coming out lately there's always that big one at the end but this one you get a big twist about 75 pages in and there's another <laughs> one like 120 pages in so it's like it just keeps coming and you're I like know. what what it's what? definitely not predictable <laughs> no it's no, not not at all like i yeah. i like, I read a lot of them, these types of books, and so you sort of get kind of a sense of where things are going. Mm-hmm. No, a not with this yeah, one. A lot of times you can call it, but I, I had no idea. And even after I finished it on the very last page, there's one twist, and I, I, I almost couldn't figure it out. Like, I came running into work to talk to Emma about it, and was like, what is this? It was the first thing she said yeah. to me. I haven't seen you in a few days, and it was, it was on vacation. what is I this? Came back. I actually had to, like, Google it to see if anybody was talking about Goodreads. If anyone had any theories. Yeah. But I, I also think, so the little, like, blurb on the cover of this book, I don't think it fully encompasses what it's even about, because mm-hmm. it kind of starts out with, like three little bits mm-hmm. um if we were if i'm remembering this correctly and one of them's um this woman's in a coma her husband doesn't love her and sometimes i lie mm-hmm. and that's kind of the premise um that i went off of to start and that's there's just so much more mm-hmm. right than even that kind of i thought this would be a marriage thriller psychological Nope. Yeah, no, no. It's got a lot crammed into not a ton of pages. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not a very big book. It was a quick read. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's less than 300 pages. But definitely one that I could not put down until I finished. So 
I highly recommend that one. I'm glad that most everyone in the room has read it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Getting that bomb on it, Kristen. I'm just mean, kidding. You can getting read it side-eyed later. here. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Now I just know who I can talk to about it once I read it. Mm-hmm. That's always important. Mm-hmm. You don't yep. want to spoil anything. Yep. <laughs> so, what else has everyone been reading? I have another March release. Just dive in based on what comes out the soonest. Um, is the flight attendant? By Chris, oh, I'm going to butcher the last name, Bojalian, Bojalian. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Apologies. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, the book was really good. It's about a flight attendant, obviously, who wakes up in bed in the Middle East next to a dead body. Yeah. Uh, How did it get there? (laughs) You know, (laughs) Um, did she murder him? Um, What happened? So that's kind of the premise that you start with. And it's really interesting to watch this character handle these crazy circumstances. Like She wakes up next to a a dead body in the Middle East um, as a woman. And just all these things where, I mean, I wouldn't know even begin to know how to handle that situation. But it's really interesting to see the choices that she makes. As everything unfolds, it was really good. It kept me intrigued. Um, and there are some twists, but I think it's a little bit less um, obviously twisty and psychological than, you know, like sometimes I lie, but still very compelling. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds good. I love that author. I've read a couple of things by them. Has anyone read um, Close Your Eyes, Hold Hands by them? Yeah. It came out in like 2014, and it's not a psychological thriller, but it's definitely more suspense. And mm-hmm. it's about, it's told from the perspective of a, like a, I forget how old, but like 13 or 14 year old girl. And it's written really well in that perspective. A lot of times you'll read books written from the point of view of a child and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, 13 <laughs> year olds don't talk like that, but it thought it was good. And it takes place in Vermont and it centers around, um, meltdown at a nuclear power plant you know like three mile island style Mm -hmm. and this girl it turns out her father was responsible he worked at the power plant and he was sort of his fault i don't think that's a spoiler i think that's kind of understood that he works there and she basically just like takes off because she doesn't want to deal with it and Mm -hmm. she just ends up in you know bad situation after bad situation so the whole time you're reading it you're like what's going on this poor girl (laughs) But that one was good. That sounds Definitely really good. recommend that one. It's a couple of years old, but I always come back to it. Yeah. So I'm currently reading, um, hold on, where is The Perfect Nanny by Layla Slimani. That's on my list. It's, it's on, on my your... list, too. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, good. Um, this is a really short book. It's just over 200 pages. It would take you guys a day to get through with that. Um And I usually think of thrillers and suspense as it's, you know, you're building up to something. And it's that idea, like Rachel Mm -hmm. just said, the what's going to happen, what's going on with them. Um, And this one starts off in the first chapter is the end of the book, basically. So Mm -hmm. it's I'm like, I want to tell you guys, because if you read (laughs) the first couple of pages, you'd be like, oh, okay, well, that just gave it all away. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to. 
Um, so it starts with the end, and it really threw me off because I just I couldn't wrap my head around this. And then I'm kind of like, do I want to keep reading? Mm-hmm. If this is the end of the book, do I really want to know how it got here? And I'm still <laughs> reading. So okay, <laughs> yeah, it's That's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit slower, I'm finding, um, but it is an interesting look at uh, this nanny being taken into this family and just how she becomes an integral part of the family and how she um, finds herself needing more than more of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's really good so far. That book is on my list of books I want to read. Mine too. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, no, wait, I haven't actually read it I haven't it yet, read it but yet. it's on my to be Yeah. But it looks really good. It's actually called The Lullaby in the UK. Oh, um, I like that so more. So I'm going to be interested to see which title maybe fits more. Yeah. Um, that This book is also really good if you're doing the Read Harder Challenge uh, mm-hmm. for the translated literature uh, mm-hmm. genre translated literature so because it's originally a French book written by um, oh. a French Moroccan woman okay what's the French title oh I don't know je ne sais pas <laughs> <laughs> no that's uh, not the French title that's that's me saying that I don't know that would be good though yeah I don't know I should look it up and I'm all curious yeah uh, one that's on my TBR pile that I'm probably going to pick up next comes out in a, a few weeks. I think it's end of, end of March, early April. It's called Our Kind of Cruelty, and it's by um, Arminita Hall. And I think the thing that has me most interested in this is it seems kind of like your normal, you know, psychological thriller like that have been really popular lately. But it has a male unreliable narrator. Ooh, I feel like we've had all these women lately, and I'm like, I hope this starts a new trend. So there's. We can have the man on the train. Gone man. <laughs> the man in the window. <laughs> I really want, Jill, you should write the book Gone Man. Yes, <laughs> Gone Man. Somebody needs to write right. that book. Gone Actually, Boy. Gone Boy. That's gone Boy. Gone Boy on the gone train. Man. Let's start that trend. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have that family discussion. No more girl. Let's have boy. <laughs> yeah, the boy on the window. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm interested to see how that how that works, see if it has the same effect. So yeah. Anything like that. No. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, a lot no. of the thrillers and suspense I read, it's from a female perspective. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I think this will be interesting. Well, but the man threw something horrific. <laughs> well, I don't know if it it's partially from his perspective, but the new B.A. Paris book, Bring Me Back, that comes out over the summer... Um, flips back and forth, I be- I think. I read it a while ago now, so um, the details are a little bit fuzzy. But I do know that does have some of the chapters from the male's perspective. His girlfriend has gone missing, and so it kind of picks up from his side of things in the past and then in the present. Um, and with that book, some of the details keep changing. So kind of, but right. not – I don't think that's maybe the traditional unreliable unreliable narrator sense. Anyways. I <laughs> yeah, I have that arc. I just haven't read it yet. That's a quick one too. Well, You, cause I, you got time. I got time. <laughs> I do. 
Yeah, another one that comes out in May, I think, is the new Ruth Ware. Yes. <laughs> so I'm just whispering <laughs> over here. Pretty yes. much. Um, it's called The Death of Mrs. Westway. And I'm just going to read the description. Um, On a day that begins, like any other, Howe receives a mysterious letter bequeathing her a substantial inheritance. She realizes very quickly that the letter was sent to the wrong person, but also that the cold reading skills she's honed as a tarot reader might help her claim the money. Soon Howe finds herself at the funeral of the deceased, where it dawns on her that there is something very, very wrong about this strange situation and the inheritance at the center of it. Oh, yeah. That sounds really good. I'm intrigued. I, know. I love Ruth Ware. <laughs> so. I'm still waiting for the... Uh movie version of what in the wood in the wood in yeah. the wood and then the mm-hmm. no dark, the dark dark woods, woods. i'm like yeah. in the woods the woods like, no, all the right. woods yeah in the dark dark woods in the woods is a different book that's yeah. donna french that is okay different one. yes dark dark wood yeah well that will whenever that comes out that i think would bring renewed interest to her other books as well probably although she's been writing it's like one a year. like a book a year because really I think good. it's even more than that because I think In a Dark, Dark Wood had just come out when I started here or mm-hmm. like yeah, right I think around it came out in 2015. Yeah, that's when I started. So yeah. this is already book four. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's what I'm saying. That's a lot in the last couple of years. Yeah, it looks like uh, In a Dark, Dark Wood was 2015. Okay. And then Woman in Cabin 10, 2016, uh, Lion Game, 2017. Oh, wow. Oh, so yeah. I guess it is four, one a year. Yeah. Cause it's right. Yeah, that seems Math. to be kind of a trend. I know B.A. Paris had three in a row. Mm-hmm. So it was behind closed doors and then the breakdown and then and then it just finished. To get even further ahead, uh, <laughs> Alice Feeney has a new book, yeah. <laughs> Even After. Sometimes I Lie, which hasn't come out yet. She's got another new one that comes out next year called Sometimes I Kill. Um, ah. So I haven't read that, obviously, but um, I would keep her on the radar yeah. if you like these types mm-hmm, of books. For sure. I'm excited to see what A.J. Finn comes out with after A Woman in the Window. That's been my favorite wow. one that I've read recently. I know everyone's talking about that one because that's kind of a smash hit. It's been mm-hmm. on the New York Times bestseller list for weeks now. I love that one, so let's see what else. I didn't like it. I couldn't finish. That was a did not finish for me. I just, I got, I don't know. I don't know. I just couldn't do it. But then I cheated and looked up the endings. I know what happens. <laughs> it was a little long. For books like this, normally you can fly through them and they're 250 yeah, pages. It was, it was of... almost 500 pages. That's beefy. It was dragging. For this novel. So, yeah. I didn't care enough to finish, but I at least I'll read anything know. about an agoraphobic. That's like a, a genre yeah. I like, <laughs> just in general. Yeah, if you can't leave your house, I'll, I'll read a book about you. It's fair. So I'm going to sneak a book in, even though we're talking more suspense thriller. This is a little bit more mystery than thrillery, but I'm going to include it because I'm really excited about it and I want to build hype because clearly my one little snippet about it on the podcast we'll do that um but it's called the seven and a half deaths of evelyn hardcastle and it's by stuart turton i think uh, who's a british author this is his debut this book sorry comes out september 
Um, but I know that there are um, advanced copies, and it comes out in the UK. Uh, or no, it came out in February. So it is out into the world. Um, but we have UK listeners. We do. Yeah. So it's it's out in the world. Um, it has a really nice Art Deco cover. Um, so, any, but the plot of this book, you, it's really unique. It's kind of like closed room or locked room mystery, but in a weird kind of sci-fi way, hmm. if that makes sense. So, the premise of this book, there's a, no, I'm, no, I'm just. <laughs> Um, so I'm really terrible, and I'm completely blanking the main character's name at this current moment because, of course, I'm really amped to talk about it, and I can't think of his name. The main character has seven days, um, and he lives the same day um, sort of seven times through different people's perspectives. So he kind of inhabits different people. So it's a little trippy. I mean, you're body swapping. Um, And he's experiencing this day from all these different perspectives over and over and over again with the goal of figuring out um, who murdered Evelyn Hardcastle. And so he starts the book in the body of a doctor, you know, and then the next day he's in the body of a 20-year-old man, um, and it just sort of hops from different perspectives. You sort of see the same day over and over, but things slowly puzzle piece together the more you get into the story. It's really, really interesting. It's really good. It is lengthy. I think it's almost 500 pages, Um, but I've never read anything like this, and it's sort of set in ambiguous British estate time period you know is mixed um and then the more and more you read into the book the more sort of twists um you get and the ending really surprised me um Mm. which I liked because a lot of these kind of mystery thriller I mean sometimes you can kind of call it if you read these a lot of the time um and Kristen is wonderful and the main character's name (laughs) is Aiden Bishop there you Um, go so, yeah, I would highly recommend. That it was just a really, really good um, And this is one book. you said that if you can read it as quickly as you can, it's best just because things get a little mixed up. Yes. So because you're hopping from person to person and seeing the day from different perspectives. Um, I read this over about a week, um, and I wish I'd read it kind of over a weekend because then I had to kind of go back and check a couple of things just simply because I'd, you know, taken quite a few days to read it. Um, But really good. This book is called Seven and a Half Deaths um, and then Seven Deaths in the respective U.S. and U.K. markets. So if you read it, you decide, is it seven or seven and a half? Um, And a little bit intriguing, how can you die half a time? (laughs) So check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of an uh, arc I'm reading that comes out in June. It's it's young adult. Uh, I, it's not described as a thriller, but it's sort of in that suspense thriller type of thing. Um, it's Never World Wake by Marisha Pestle. She wrote um, special topic special topics in calamity physics and night film, um, which are two of my favorites. But this it. 
was described to me by our coworker Shannon as the secret history meets Groundhog Day, which is okay. very Ooh. yes, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's um the main character Beatrice um is uh, last year her high school boyfriend died, um and she and her friends, you know, they kind of separated as you sometimes do when like tragedy happens. Um, but then a year after graduating, she returns back to the seaside estate of one of the friends and trying to kind of get back the group back together. Um, and they go out to a concert and this is all in the very beginning. Um, they all go out to a concert and on the way home, they're in a car accident and they get back to the house trying to be like, oh my gosh, what happened? Car accident. Mm -hmm. And then this guy shows up at their house and it's like, oh, just kidding. You actually died, sort of. (laughs) What? He's like, you're stuck in time and you're going to stay stuck in time until you vote. Um, And I won't say what the vote, but like what they're voting on, but they're voting on something. And um, nobody wants to vote on this though. And so they just kind of keep reliving the days and you have no idea how much time progresses. They're just reliving it. They all kind of act out in different ways. But then they figure out um, that they maybe could use this as an opportunity to, like, go talk to people to find out what happened um, to their friend and how he died. Because hmm. um, it's one, like, you know how, like, in Groundhog Day, he ends up learning the piano and is, like, suddenly... Mm-hmm. Piano teacher thinks it's his first day, but he's suddenly, like, been studying this for years. It's kind of like that. Um, so it's really good. That sounds cool. really cool. Yeah. yeah. Did any of you read Fierce Kingdom by Jen Phillips? Mm-hmm. It came no. out over the summer, and it was such a good, suspenseful read. Might be one of the most suspenseful books I've ever read. I mean, I can't think of one that had me more, like, almost, like, sweaty. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? And it's about this mother, and she's at the zoo with her, I think, four-year-old boy. And there's a, a shooting. There are some people that come into the zoo and start killing the animals and killing all the people, which is terrifying and very sad. But you can you can tell that Jim Phillips probably has a small son and has taken him to the zoo a lot. Just like I have taken a small son to the zoo a lot. So like, you can tell they know the zoo is so... It's this, it's um, sort of like a real time, like a, the book takes place over the span of like four hours, if you've been that. And so she's trying to hide from the shooters, yet at the same time she has this four-year-old that has no idea what's going on and is hungry and wants to go home. So she's trying to keep him quiet, and then they're running away from the shooters, and then they're running into other people that are survivors, and, and then they're still in a zoo, so they're still, it's not like they can just go hide anywhere, it's, They'll get eaten by a bear. Right. So, yeah, it was really good. I actually listened to that audiobook and then went back and read it. The audiobook was really great. The narrator did an awesome job with that. So, that's what I would really. Were you just tense the whole time? I was so tense the whole time. I'm like tensing up. I know, just about it. But I was really happy with the way it ended. I will say that it was a very satisfying ending. 
I really like the cover. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember yeah. the cover. Yeah, it's got the carousel. Mm-hmm. I think that was why I picked it up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know that I read like the... like carousel horses mm-hmm. and then bars. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that, that one was good. I almost... I thought that one was a little underrated last year. I thought it was going to be a smash hit, but it's, it was sort of a sleeper. I know a lot of people liked it. It won one of the, it won an award at um, ALA Midwinter, but it was, I think, the the Russo Awards that oh, they okay. announced, and I think it won Best Suspense, whatever they specifically mm-hmm. call that category, and that was one that I was like, yes, that book definitely deserves an award. Yeah. Um. So Emma and I went to this uh, book event at our local library not too long ago where it was a bunch of the librarians from that library um, and publishers. And so the publishers talked about all these books, and then we got to take home a bunch of books. So I had been working my way through all of those books. One of those books was um, The Perfect Nanny, and another one was Tangerine by Christine Mangan. Have any of you read it? No, I haven't. It was on my list, though. I just actually put it yeah, on the list. Yeah, it's on my nightstand because you loaned me your copy. <laughs> no, it's your copy now. I don't want it back. I'm good. <laughs> Not to say that it wasn't a good book, mm. but I just, you know, I only have so much space. Anywho, um, so this was a really great uh, noir uh, suspense novel about these two, I think they're, you know, 20-something women, and they had gone to college together, and something, they were roommates and inseparable, and then uh, something happens, and they just don't speak anymore. The one is living in Morocco, Tangier, uh, and she's married, and all of a sudden, her old roommate from college shows up. And it's just like, hey, I'm staying with you. We haven't talked in over a year. That's cool, right? And uh, the other woman who's living there is just really taken aback. So you spend the whole novel kind of seeing these psychological games that they're playing with each other while things aren't being said. And you know that there's this history that you have yet to learn about from when they were in college and what happened there. Um, so it was really good. Uh, yeah, very much like it took place in the 1950s. Um, so the setting of having Tangier, this kind of desert world, very, you know, foreign and exotic to them was a good uh, backdrop for just all of this, this weird psychological stuff, the games that they're playing with each other and the kind of obsession that they had with each other and potentially still have. I'm putting that on hold right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> it was short. It was yeah. it was a very short, easy read. Yeah, I was gonna say it kind of reminded me a little bit of. Um, I mean, not that the stories were similar, but the woman in the window. It kind of had that. Uh, you know, he references in there the old Hollywood movies and that black and white stuff. And this one just reminded me of like a Hitchcock movie or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, is that everything? Any last? We got it all? All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking suspense, uh, suspense and thrillers with me today. Of course. Anytime. Thank you. So hopefully all of our listeners have some good books to put on their TBRs and put on hold and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody, and happy reading. Bye. Great. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks. Bye.
Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.